fun. Um, so we have a great episode this week with Dylan Adler, who is an incredibly talented comedian. But we wanted to give you a heads up and a trigger warning because we do discuss rape. If you want to listen to the episode before we get to that discussion, you can. And then before we speak about rape, we will give you another warning. So thank you. Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm your host, Youngmi Mayer. And I'm your other host, Brian Park. And today we have a very special guest. We say oh. that every time, but they're always special. That's they're always why. Spe- they're always very special. They're they're incredibly special. That's why we have them on our podcast, duh. Um <laughs> he is um one of my closest friends and Brian's. He's also Asian. And he's also an extremely talented, extremely hilarious comedian. He's the future of comedy. The future of comedy, Dylan Adler. Oh, thank you for that Yay. intro. I appreciate it. Thank Yay. you for having me. <laughs> Dylan Adler. Uh, yes. And I just wanted to say that on your way over here, you had something funny happen that's also happened to me. Yes. And okay. I think it's <laughs> you were in, <laughs> would yeah, tell what us happened? what happened. I got into a lift and I thought what was playing was Celine Dion. And this was like a really <laughs> mask person. So I was like, oh my God, my first gay lift driver ever. Yay. But then as the song kept playing, I realized it was Christian music. <laughs> that's also happened to me because yeah. the song is like a man singing. It's like, he mm. is the like, love yeah, of my, my life. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah lifts me up <laughs> and i'm like mm, turn it up turn it up girl yeah, yeah turn yes. it up girl yes, yes. and then it's like my father <laughs> in heaven yeah, and i'm exactly. like no whoops yeah. <laughs> whoops this whoops. is christian yes. soft rock this is soft rock <laughs> sir you are not who i thought you were <laughs> yes sir you are not you're actually probably a bit, the, now the i feel unsafe now i feel i unsafe. would like to get off yes <laughs> but i was i was like listen Listening to the music, I was like late to the, sh- and I was like, you know, maybe I wasn't. Um, I was like, I'm not religious, but it's like maybe I should be from this music. It was kind of, it was really some of the songs were catchy. And you were like, this changes everything. Yeah, <laughs> this changes everything. <laughs> You're like, mm, yeah. I want to go to church now. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I will go to hell. <laughs> Anyways, young me, how are you feeling? Oh, um. Why do I always get upset when you ask me first? I'm like, you're always surprised. Too. Like, oh God, I have not. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, like a oh, segment. Oh, no, this was segment happening. We do every week, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What is this? I prepared mine. Oh good, I haven't. Okay, actually, I, I wanted to say um, this is like, God, I, I just feel like this is the same topic over and over again. But like, uh, Brian, <clears throat> I was like, I made like a meme online. Uh-huh. And I, I always show Brian, I'm like, Brian, do you think this is funny? And he's like, oh. And it was about like dating or like some guy ghosting me or something. And he's like, fuck these guys. What What's going on with you? these fucking losers? Why do they treat you so bad? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Brian, it's actually just a joke. And, <clears throat> Sorry, and I, I, was, to, like, I had listened. I was in an Uber with like a guy playing Christian rock music. come to Jesus. high in the storm. <laughs> you're the eye of my storm. Holds me when I <laughs> am lost. T- lost. And I'm like, I need this. Make sure <laughs> I become Christian. <laughs> yeah. So, 
And then I, I was like, oh, I realized that my social media presence as a joke, because I'm single, I really lean into the part, like the losery, sad part of being single, where I'm like getting ghosted by these guys and blah, blah. And it's not necessary. <laughs> it's because I think it's funny, yeah. but it's not necessarily true. Obviously, you know, I, I have a lot of success in dating. I'm not really like this like sad, lo- horny loser. You're actually cr- the shit. <laughs> You're fucking yeah. crushing it. Cr- on like, these so yeah. many people want to be my boy. and i'm like no um (laughs) but i like to i like to portray that part of my dating life in social media because number one i do think it's funny it's almost Mm -hmm. like a character yeah yeah, you know what i mean and i and i see a lot of like women character women comedians do it online i think it's hilarious right like the chaotic like sad single woman (laughs) and so but also the the reason why i like talking about that and making jokes about it on social media is because like i think everyone's brain is sort of wired in that way where yes i'm doing okay in my dating life but like the rejection or the sad feelings that i feel just take up so much more of my brain you know what i mean like one person will like stop texting me and i'm like "Ah," like throwing myself on the bridge and then like it just feels so much stronger and i feel like that's where a lot of material comes from Mm -hmm. right but i think but then i was also wondering like am i like trying to make myself seem more of a loser because i have low self-esteem you know what i mean i'm like it could be like a problematic thing where i'm like oh i do have a lot of like self-hatred issues and maybe that's like why those thoughts are so present in my mind Mm. and so so sometimes i'm like oh i'm like this might be like problematic you know what i mean like i see my maybe there's a part of me that sees myself as a loser i don't know that's just Mm. what i've been thinking about all right that's it um how about you brian how are you feeling <laughs> all right that's it um <laughs> enough about me <laughs> Not, nothing that's to it unpack. i think my jokes uh, make me feel like i have low self-esteem <laughs> that's uh, it yeah um okay so how am i feeling <laughs> i so last week's passing of kobe bryant mm-hmm. really fucked me up and you know I- i've spent the last week trying to understand like better understand like why I why I just felt so impacted by it, you know, because I'm, I'm not a big basketball fan, and I, like I I knew who Kobe Bryant was, like I understand, yeah. understood like how prolific he was just as a figure, a public figure, and I think I I sort I got kind of depressed because mm. here's this Kobe Bryant is this guy who for one thing it's so so sad that his daughter was with him, but also he was so young. And I think that like how young he was is what really fucked me up because in his short time here on earth, he accomplished so much Mm -hmm. like in this industry that he like applied himself to, which was sports. You know, he, he won MVPs, he won the championships, he won everything. And then he just, I don't know, just dies. And it made me question like, what the fuck is the point of all of this? Mm -hmm. Because, when I think about my own personal like career pursuits, in some way, shape, or form, I feel like as entertainers, we are trying to become like Kobe Bryant in a sense. Like we're not trying to become these athlete superstars, but we are trying to produce work that uh, helps us obtain some form of public recognition. Yeah, and you know we we haven't we're we're on the we're trying to obtain that but we haven't obtained our mvp yet we haven't obtained our 
basketball championship yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, to me, Kobe Bryant, because he obtained all of those things, he's he felt somewhat invincible. Yeah. Like he's not supposed to die. Because mm. right now, as what I'm currently doing is I'm trying to accomplish these things that Kobe Bryant was able to do in his field of work. Mm-hmm. And for him to just die like that, I'm like, I'm saying it's making me question and evaluate like where do my priorities lie and like what's the significance of my life? Because in a lot of ways, I feel like I have sacrificed a lot to put 100% of my dedication into comedy or whatever this nebulous like entertainment career is. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's made me think that my priorities are all wrong because at the end of the day, like. You know, Kobe's dead, and when you're dead, like you're, that's it. You know, and it's, right. it's. I don't know. It just makes me feel bad because it, I feel yeah. like I have prioritized my career and, um, kind of compromised like personal relationships, and I could die at any moment. And what am I like at the end of the day? Like, what am I left with? You know, right? Like, I ha- I feel like I haven't been living present like completely in the present in this pursuit of quote-unquote greatness in this like entertainment career and so and and i know it in my heart of hearts like let's we've talked about this where happiness is very fleeting like if i if we got like a madison square like that's not my goal but if we got like a madison square garden like comedy special Mm -hmm. taping i'd probably be happy for like a week and then that goes away right. and I'm still back mm. to this like who I am Brian yeah it's because my priorities are all wrong mm. I'm like putting way too much emphasis y- on well, career accolades and I, I, I this this death has made me come to terms and it makes me going forward it makes me want to reprioritize and I don't know just take away the importance of this career pursuit right. and sort of ask myself these questions of like, am I, am I giving as much love as possible to those people around me in this current moment? Mm. Mm-hmm. And at the end of at the end of my life, like, have I received that equal? Like, have I received enough love in my lifetime? Because all of this, like MVPs or championships, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. At the end of the day. I mean, I think that those are great thoughts to have because you're worried about like the love that you're giving and receiving. But I, I hear you being like really hard on yourself and mean to yourself right now. You know what I mean? Oh, you're really? like, yeah, you're like, what am I doing? Like, all my goals are stupid and blah, blah. But it's just like, mm-hmm. well, it, you know, it's, it's because it's like Kobe brought, like, because like, Kobe, he obtained all of this success. Yeah, but and, and that so was, I'm like, in my mind, as someone who some, is something to everybody. so, yeah, I mean, as someone who's so career focused as I am. Yeah. It's I mean, like it's like a glitch in the matrix. Like he's yeah. not supposed to die. Yeah. Like well, he, maybe maybe you're like aligning importance and fame with like invincibility and like a way to combat your own mortality, which isn't true. We're all we are all gonna die. Yeah. But the but the thing about it is that yes, he died too young and it's terrible and it's affected all of us. I feel like mm-hmm. that his relationship with his daughter is like what's really messing with me. Like it's mm-hmm. something that I can barely think about. It's yeah. tra- so tragic. But like think about how how deeply he's affected everybody like we're all fucked up about this mm-hmm. and like un- like even though it seems like superficial he did that through being a great basketball player and having fame 
Yeah. Like that's what connects him to us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you're saying it's like, oh, what does that mean? It means nothing. It means a lot. It means a lot to the entire world. He, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he meant a lot to the entire world. So I so I don't I don't think you should judge yourself on wanting that what he had because it, it's it's very meaningful. And yes, it can be taken away at any second because we could all just die at any second. Yeah. But yeah. like, I don't think you should judge yourself for like wanting to have those goals. But it's great that you see it as like this thing where you should put more priority yeah. into love and your relationships with your family. I think stuff. that's my biggest yeah. takeaway. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to be too. I don't think I'm being too critical of myself mm. in that I can acknowledge that I have sacrificed like opportunities to give love to other people mm. or receive love mm. in the hopes that you know what it's all gonna pay off like maybe if i worked really hard for five years and i get mm. to this place where i'm more stable that's when i'm ready to receive all the love and mm. give all the love when mm. actually it doesn't work that way do it now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay, I see i've had that same exact thought where i'm like Maybe I should focus on repairing my relationships (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to, you know, writing like comedy. Um, But I feel like there's um, the the two don't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm. Um, Yeah. But um, I've had that thought of like me because I've heard like people who. um, Yeah, the accolades and things, they're beautiful. And and, but um, they don't. Uh, fulfill yeah. as much as like human connection. So I've had that thought, but I feel like um, I've always had this thing of I have to choose. But mm. yeah, I feel. Yeah, I don't think I've, a- I've achieved it, but I it's like yeah. maybe they don't have to be so completely. I wonder, like separate. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what that is like. Where people like, because I, you know, ever since I started doing comedy, it's definitely been a detriment to a lot of my personal relationships. Yeah, because I'm so focused on what I want. I wonder what that is. Yeah, right. Like people that are in hot pursuit of this like expression, creativity. Yeah. Right. Maybe per- mm. for I, perhaps for me, I could speaking for myself. Maybe it's like rooted in this fear of interpersonal connection where i have mm. this easy excuse to be like no 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 no, like let me let me work at obtaining these accolades first and then mm. then i'll be in a place where i'm ready to really yeah. give myself to connection with other people mm. oh i identify with that <laughs> I, um, yeah no i <laughs> i haven't been on a date with any anyone in like two years but it's just <gasps> i, I kind of comedy has been this thing where it's like i can kind of give myself to more fully and but a part of myself really just isn't ready for like yeah connection yeah in that way well yeah. i guess this is a good segue into how how are you feeling dylan oh how am i feel uh so <laughs> i feel like i was a huge doubter just no like <laughs> brian no. no don't judge yourself you weren't that was a no. very important thing that needed to be said and no. we all like agreed and that was great totally i'm sorry that you're feeling that. that way yeah no i'm good i'm sorry that you're sad about it how we're are you all, feeling dylan no. <laughs> yeah we're all sad you know it's obviously it's Shooketh, uh, shooketh us, <laughs> us <laughs> to the core. <laughs> we're, we're all just shooketh this <laughs> to the core. Exactly. By Kobe's exactly. death, like we, no yeah. one. I, I didn't realize he was so. He's literally like my age because I forgot because I feel like he became so famous when I was in middle school, and then I realized it was because he's only like six years older than me. He was eighteen when I was like twelve or thirteen. Oh my yeah. god! But it it seemed like he was so he was much so older because he was so famous for my entire for, like, life. My childhood, yeah. 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 
Yeah. So how are you feeling, Dylan? Uh, how am I feeling? I am. Uh, my parents are visiting in town. Ooh. So when my parents visit or whenever I go home, I feel like I feel <laughs> my emotions are the most extreme. They're like the most extreme, like mm. yeah. good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel a lot. But luckily, yes, yesterday they... They saw um, a mu- They they came to visit to see a musical I've been working on. And, oh, um, awesome! Writing and um, they they enjoyed it. And then they took me and my friends out to dinner. So I was feeling, I was in a good mood. And my parents are brutally honest. So they've seen shows of mine before where they're like, "Oh, sh- that was bad." <gasps> oh, especially wow. my mom. Oh my wow. god. Yeah, who's Japanese? The my <laughs> Japanese mom, very like very um. She'll she'll like she won't hold back, but she actually really enjoyed. They enjoyed it, so I was like, okay, good. They actually genuinely enjoyed. <laughs> Wait, what, what, what was the what's the name of your show? Uh, good morning, go- New York. Is it still going on? Yeah. Okay, it's still running. so people check it out. Good yeah, morning, check it New out. York. That's amazing. Um. Yeah, but then when I went to bed. That night I was feeling on such a high and then I went to bed. I was like, this is just temporary. Mm. Oh. You're going to wake up tomorrow and feel so depressed like you are. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I took the oob, took the lift and then the Christian music was playing. I was like, maybe I should become a Christian. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like you devote myself to God instead of comedy. God sounds hot. It's like, God hold me hot. in your muscular, in your muscular arms, arms and I melt into <laughs> your hairy <laughs> chest. Yeah. It's like, whoa, I, this is a bop. Like, Who's this oh about? Oh my God, God is a top. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God is a top. God is a top. Like when you're, when you're having sex and you're like, oh God. <laughs> Literally, oh. On God. God. <laughs> oh my God, yes. On God's dick, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely relate to you though where uh, in that sense where like you do a great show and you're like pumped sure. and you yeah. have that yeah. high. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that, those are the nights where I like it, I sleep at like 4 a.m. and yeah. I'm just yeah, like dancing in my bed and I'm yeah. like maybe this is why other comics just like fuck people after shows because I have all this oh, like pent up energy, energy yeah. where oh. I'm just chilling and like having anxious thoughts in my Same. bed. Yeah. Oh, I was all pe- I was like oh this like I should go to a gay I would like I haven't been to a gay club in a while but I was like I wanted to go to a gay club so bad because I was like I was like yeah. oh my god I feel so good I feel like Dude. you know like and you it, know yeah that makes that makes so much sense yeah um but. Yeah, the, I will. I like. Then I like close my eyes, and then it's like, oh, all like the like uh, anxiety and just kind of like uh, trauma stuff. The like, dark thoughts in. came back in. The dark thoughts came back in. Oh, so sucks. When I, yeah, but uh, yeah. On on the way here, I was like, oh my god, I better, I better do a good job on this podcast. I better be vulnerable and uh, and good. So. Oh God, yeah. was that giving you anxiety? No, well, no, that wasn't giving me. Actually, I guess a little bit. Yeah, yeah because I really love this podcast. Oh, so I was like, I better be fucking good. You're always good. And you don't have to try. And then you demanded a Spear bowl yourself. so you could eat your hard boiled <laughs> And then I ate my hard boiled eggs. I put in the wrong address to live. <laughs> so I'd say, I'm killing it. <laughs> I was late. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, here we are now, here and we are now. you're already 
so funny. You've already crushed it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I met you somewhat recently. Yes. However, I have, there's been chatter. I've heard a lot of great things about you. <gasps> and you. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so I have, this is like my first time where I've actually gotten to like sit down and get yes. to know you. Yes. Like where, where are you from? Where did you even, where, yeah. yeah. What's your history? Give it to us straight. <laughs> well, um, I uh, I was I'm, I was born in uh, San like San Francisco. I'm from the Bay Area. Yay. Okay, I'm from San Rafael, California, like Marin County. It's like oh, a yeah, suburb. Yeah, yeah. And um, my mom is Japanese, and my dad is a Jew, Jewish. Okay, and <laughs> is a Jew. I'm not afraid <laughs> to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I grew up. Uh, yeah, I grew up there, and uh, I guess yeah, I have a twin brother who's also a gay, per- who's also gay or identical twin. Does he look exact? I've never seen a picture of your brother. We used to look exactly like people, like we had trouble telling each other apart when we were like watching little videos of us. Whoa, uh-huh. um, we really look pretty different now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. you're hotter now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, but so you are half Japanese. Yeah. And ha- Japanese. What's your dad's ethnicity? He's like Russian, Polish, German. Okay. So yeah. like, let's just say white. Yeah. Let's just say white. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> and yeah, what was that like growing up? It, I mean, because the Bay Area is very Asian, it's as we very Asian. talked about. What, yeah. Yeah. Did you have any like any sort of like racist things that happened to you as a kid, or mm-hmm. did, was that a big part of your childhood? I actually, because the Bay Area is fairly, like, diverse. I mean, the suburb I grew up in, like, was actually not very diverse. But I didn't really think of... I felt more of an outsider because I was gay, I would say. But, like, being Asian, I was surrounded by white people, Mm -hmm. pretty much. I mean, there were other Asian people, but it was mostly white people. And to me, it was just, like, kind of like, oh, it's a given. This is just how the world is. Like, it's like... There, it's just, um, and I, I felt like there, like in high, in high, I felt like an outsider in middle school and high school for being gay, but also there were, it's something that I'm like realizing now that it's like, oh, I also felt like an outsider because I was Asian Mm. and there were, there were like, I would, I remember when I was in middle school, I would like make Asian jokes to like self-deprecate myself yeah. and be like, yeah. but, yep. but, but, like, you know, try to be like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good at math cause I'm Asian, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but I was good at math, but, um, I would try just to, and then the white people would be you, like, Oh, yeah. Dylan's yeah. funny. Fit in with white yeah. people. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. You were good at math cause you're gay. That's the, I'm good that at math because twist. I'm a bottom. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know, it's actually because I'm a bottom, Little not because I'm know. Asian. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bottom, and I know it. I'm in sixth grade. <laughs> um. Bottom, and I. <laughs> I knew I was a bottom in sixth grade too. So Dylan's precocious. Yes. Yes. So okay. But so I would definitely kind of like. So when you you're saying that you realized looking back later that you felt like an outsider because you were Asian. Yeah. But it was almost like you were grappling with just being gay and how to deal with that so much that you almost didn't notice that part. Is that yeah. fair to say it like that? Yeah. Okay. It felt like 
gay was like the main the main thing like like i felt like a weirdo for yeah Yeah. and you're having to process that yeah having to process that that. reminds me of uh joel kim booster's joke who's like a really great comedian for our listeners out there and he's like yeah he's asian but he's adopted (laughs) and he has this joke where the punchline just like he knew that he was gay before he was asian yeah that's amazing (laughs) well because it's a bigger yeah i guess in like society that's like the bigger like shift that separates you you know mm-hmm. but are you I, made you feel like that yeah um but i'm like realizing now like listening to um your guys is in the fumi the um asian like it's yeah. like oh yeah i like throughout uh my childhood too there was the an element of like um otherness from my ethnicity too that i didn't even have in process i think it's hard well just for me because i do have a lot of people that are biracial like Mm -hmm. half asian and half white yeah there's so much like i think projection from our dads that make make us think that we are white yeah because i had that experience like all throughout my childhood i i literally it like occurred to me almost as like an adult that i'm i'm seen as not a white person oh do you know what i mean that's mm. yeah, because yeah, like because yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like there's a lot of projection on my dad being like no you are white to this day my yeah. dad like if i make jokes about being asian and people thinking i'm asian he's like i don't get that because to me you look so white and i'm like dad i literally don't look white at all <laughs> <laughs> like people do, people are shocked when i tell them that i'm half white yeah and he's like oh to me you look so white yeah so I feel wow. like I don't know. I don't know That's if that has anything to do with like maybe I, how you see yourself. I have, cr- I have crazy. I I don't seem. I have trouble seeing myself as white. Because mm. I don't know. My mom is like my mom and dad. Like my mom's like the top. I'd say she's, like, <laughs> she's very. My and my. Um, yeah, I like, uh, yeah, growing up, even, I was, yeah, <laughs> I think my, me and my brother even told my mom, like, when we were little, I was like, Dad isn't like us, he's <laughs> <laughs> not Aww, like us, that's so cute. <laughs> I know, that's not so cute. or something, yeah, <laughs> daddy's embarrassing, but it's us. also like typical, like, yeah. gay sons, like, clinging to mama, right? <laughs> well, also, maybe it has something to do because you said most of your class, your environment the people in your community were white for me yeah. there were no white people and oh, i was okay. literally the whitest person because i was half white oh, everyone else okay. was like because i grew up in saipan and it was yeah. like islanders and other asians yeah that's right. so maybe that has something to do with it too yeah that makes sense right yeah wow. that makes like sense. compare yourself to the whatever to is the around a- exterior you. world so the yeah. exterior world would be just oh yeah asian asian kids so yeah. that's kind of yeah i identify i, I would see myself as just like a Asian the Asian person. Yeah. What do you do? You think that like growing up as like an Asian person, Asian American person, does that have? Is that like obvious? Obviously different than just being a white person that's gay, mm-hmm. and like you know how, and like yeah. closeted yeah. as a child. Do you, what? What effect do you think that had on you? Like your Asianness, yeah, and your cultural. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. But also, like, were you? Right, like, was you were you raised close to your Japanese culture? Like, did your mom mm. kind of bring yeah. you up with those uh, ideology, like Japanese ideologies, in any way? You know, uh, we didn't learn Japanese, mm. and we, my mom was uh, raised in California. Mm. She yeah. was born in California, so my, so my mom oh, is see. pretty. I'd say she's pretty like Americanized, Americanized. Yeah. right? Um, so we were raised pretty we didn't we ate japanese food and we would like there's certain like you know certain things the characteristics in my mom that are very japanese like the you know insisting to pay like uh, for uh, and like you know right. kind of 
Um, there are very Japanese things that she passed on to me, but for the most part, I would say um, a little like we feel very like, yeah, um, uh, like more Americanized. Or right. Because assi- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. your mom's American. Yeah. She's she's like ethnically Japanese, but yeah. she's American. She speaks Japanese, but she can't write Japanese. And her parents were from Japan? Her or parents they were, were from Japan. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, What's my grandma. What's the Japanese word for that? Isn't there like first gen, second gen, right? Oh, like, sorry. If there was, I wouldn't know the word. Because there's like <laughs> the first gen, there's like a word, like That's right. something oh, I didn't know that. and then the second gen is like la 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 jin or something. Yeah, like. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. I'll, I'll find out. Well, if the the listeners know, probably. Right. Yeah, yeah but like overall. Yeah. We've made progress as a society, but. You know, when you realize that you're gay, like mm-hmm. in middle school or in high school or even later, it's still it's still like a very hard thing. I imagine it's very difficult to mm-hmm. kind of yeah. come to terms with that and just know how to process that information. And so, well, I guess what you were asking, young me, is yeah. like, was that filtered through like an Asian lens in any way? Where because I, f- mm-hmm. in general, I feel like it's still more taboo in Asian society sure. or in yeah. like Asian culture. Yeah, maybe too. it's not yeah. as accepted or. Yeah, or to just America? It's, it's different. Yeah. You know, who knows if it's more or less, but like oh. it's different. Like with your Japanese family yeah. members, mm-hmm. it, do you think it was like a different experience than like the other, like your dad's family? Oh, okay. So I think, yeah, we, I think that, you know, growing up with my mom's parenting, my, like me and my brother, I don't think there was like, you know, outright homophobia. Mm-hmm. Right. But just from messages, from TV and like about like homophobes like mm. like how gays are portrayed or yeah. just not portrayed or just kind of m- like um and just like middle school bullshit middle where school guys bullshit throw in like yeah gay slurs as just yeah like cavalierly and yeah, yeah exactly there's just this kind of um I think my mom had the mentality of like oh I'll let them figure it out by them I think my mom always mm. I think she always knew that I was gay she always knew mm-hmm. we were gay. But she was like, they'll they'll figure it out themselves. <laughs> oh, that's and nice. Yeah. So she was very accepting of it? Always? I think, you know, I think it like grew to be like once we came out, like she, I think she was accepting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, it, I don't think when we were kids, it w- there was never like, if you're gay, it's okay. If you're gay, it's okay. Mm, <laughs> right. If you're gay, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just kind of this like, oh, they'll figure it out. I remember one time like, in elementary school, I came to my mom. I was like, "Mom, I th- the, um, my friend Avery called me gay and blah blah blah." Yeah. And what she said, she's like, "Oh, that doesn't mean you're gay." Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, but uh, so at it that, w- oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, at no, that moment, what what would you what would the ideal response from her? I think the ideal would have been? been like, "If you're gay, that's totally fine. That's like, yeah, well, that's and if you're gay and you like boys, right." That's um, that's awesome. And don't let that somebody use that as yeah. a slur against you. Don't let you. someone use that as a slur. Yeah. But I okay. think it was more like, that doesn't mean you're gay. Yeah. That, she, that, mm. That's she just because just someone says that. It sounded like she wanted to soothe you in yeah. a way, but she like maybe said the wrong thing. Yeah. But the the like the intention was nice. The intention was, I think, yeah, the in, uh, out of love for but then, sure. Yeah, mm. but then also it's like subtly homophobic because it's like sure. being like that's bad yeah it's like reinforcing yeah, 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 the idea yeah. that it's bad to be gay exactly right right um, right and then so when did you come out of the closet 
Um, I came out of the closet in as a junior in high school. Mm. Yeah. How was your the, the response from your parents? The response from they were very they were so accepting and loving, and Aww. I think they both knew. Yeah. Um, That's really great. And the uh, talking about the Japanese side, my mom actually came out to us, um, f- to our grandma, our Japanese grandma. Oh. oh wait, no, no, my mom, no, my I was mom's like, what? Oh. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. what? You guys were like, oh I my was like, god. <laughs> she did not expect that. Yeah, uh, yeah, so she, she told her mom. Yeah, her mom. Okay. And then how did that go? Well, the first thing she said was like, oh, well, look at that cherry tree over there. Mm. <laughs> just total avoidance. <laughs> um, but then I think she was like, you know, it's it's like just generation. Um, and then she actually. I don't know. She explicit. She said like something along the lines of "I love you," Aww. and then my mom was like, "Okay, she's never said that to me." <laughs> so then that's when your mom came out of the closet. That's when <laughs> she came out as a closeted tiger mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we uh, we even came out to like my ojichan, my gra- grandpa. Because I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, Ojichan's different. It's <laughs> nice, different. What yeah. do you think would happen if you told him? Um, I, mean, you know. I really, I don't have a close relationship with, mm. Oj- so I really don't even. I feel like he would not even understand. Mm. Yeah. What that means. Mm. Um, but coming out to my my dad's side, my the Jewish side, mm-hmm. it it felt like um, it. I was lucky in that like people were accepting and it was easy and like I, I know so many queer people don't have it that way so I was actually very fortunate right in that way oh that's great yeah you know I grew up in Texas and yeah relative to the Bay Area I it seems like the Bay Area is a much more queer friendly city yeah. it is a yeah area mm-hmm. which I'm sure at least from like an outsider's perspective it could make it it could uh, facilitate or make it um, easier to mm-hmm. kind of just process like your sexuality in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you're queer in Texas, you, I'm Ooh. you're like what the f- like what what what's yeah. wrong with me? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's like my well my ex husband who is you know queer. He was like he grew up in Oklahoma and he had like completely different experience mm-hmm. like he had the classic American experience where he was called a ching chong every single day because he's mm-hmm. Asian. Yeah. And called the f gay yeah, word yeah, every yeah. single day because he like he bleached his hair do you know what i mean oh so man. it was like yeah. he had the yeah, like yeah. that's very different experience yeah than you had um but i've talked to you before about this yeah. and so i i feel like it sounds like your family was great and accepting you know they made mm. you know like little things like what your mom said they're subtly homophobic but not you know out of hatred or anything yeah, yeah. but i i remember you've talked about how people in your like peer group mm. were very mean to you yeah. for being gay and maybe asian like mm. you had like lots of bullying and stuff like that for sure i mean even though san francisco is known as this like queer haven and it's like there was like right. still in the high high schools like so much homophobia like people yeah. f bombs and like you know there um, there were people who were out in my high school but they were just like they would every day people would like say stuff to them mm. and I felt mm. like I was like oh I'm, I feel like I'm not strong enough to be able to take that so or, you, you weren't out so to I your wasn't out at school I wasn't out like to my high school um, right. So, yeah, there, I think there was, like, I, I didn't, like, ex- I 
maybe like told my close friends mm-hmm. yeah and i told um my brother and like my family but that was pretty much it wow um and so yeah. were you like at that point were you like dating girls or what, what was that too <laughs> um no i was just no. the horniest teenager in america oh. just um, <laughs> masturbating all the time did you have Single. to fe- did you have to feel like you have to sh- change the way you acted in school yes or, okay yeah i always I, I would talk like lower i talk like this <laughs> isn't that crazy <laughs> i would talk like that uh, you'd be like this jesus song is a bop i would be like <laughs> yeah he's like, holding yo, me <laughs> yo this christian yeah. rock fucking slaps this, chick- this christian rock is like a i banger, love god <laughs> um yeah i love god i love god <laughs> I but I, I would talk like this. Somebody's I like, like "Ooh, Stephanie has a crush on you. Make out with her." I can't. I love God. I That's can't. like premarital. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie's sex almost. I want to fuck her. Oh my fuck God. The shit out I her. would love to kiss her on the nose. <laughs> 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 Just like Heavenly Father. I want to. I want to hold her hand <laughs> all night long. <laughs> all night long. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I would censor my man. Or I would like. I was really in my head. I was super self-conscious because I was like, I was just hiding. I was yeah. like hiding. Totally. So, um, yeah, I felt like it was, and then when I went to, even when I went to college, it was like remnants of the closet that I had to like undo. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. So when you were in college, that's when you came out of the closet exactly. to your peers. Yeah, that's when okay. I was like, I can just start off by saying, yeah, then I'm gay. Start spreading <laughs> the, the news. news. Did you exact- study musical yeah, theater studied, in college? Yeah, I okay, studied so. music composition in college. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like Walked a fresh in, start. Like, a music fresh composition start. Start in the, the gayest thing <laughs> possible. <laughs> <laughs> start with a 10. <laughs> yeah oh that's great um but yeah i start and then yeah i would also say think problematic things of like yeah i'm gay but i'm not like those kind of i'm not like a feminine i would like have these like other things of like just like you know shrap metal of being in the club like remnants of you know internalized homophobia that like throughout the years like in new york just trying to undo yeah continue to yeah you know what's really interesting i think also this is a very uh this is i feel like even if you're not gay mm-hmm. um as an asian man mm-hmm. i feel like that is y- like asian men being effeminate or like smaller yeah. or something is used to hurt asian men so much in american culture exactly and so i, th- I think i s- i see a lot of like asian men that are straight that get super like mask that are Do like you know boxed I mean? in yeah they're though? like they're all like i feel like a l- it, how it affects Asian men sometimes is that you'll see them just get like jacked and then they become like the broiest like of the, the bros. Like the SoCal Asian bros. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're like just, they're really into sports and then they're like yeah. all like ripped and stuff. So I feel sure. like that, that like stereotype of Asian men being like quote unquote gay, whether they're gay or not, and yeah. effeminate really hurts a lot of people in the Asian community. And it's like interesting when, you know, like, for sure. I yeah, mean, like what I was saying about my ex-husband, like he, you know, like he, for the most part, he, even though he is queer, he, for the most part, like sleeps with straight women, mm-hmm. but like all throughout his life, he was just called gay as yeah. as a slur. As a, as a negative derogatory thing. Yeah. And yeah. then even as an adult, he was like, we've had discussions where he was like, man, I had to like really process and be like, cause you know, if I have like these like 
homosexual thoughts i'm like the first instinct is to be like no that's bad that's dirty and like i don't yeah. want to do that because i got so that's what the world is telling yeah you. yeah and so he had to process so much so i think it's like a big issue for for sure asian men in america like i went through something similar where oh you did you know and i, and I, I think i talked about this in an early episode earlier episode and you're where very straight are you you're very straight is that true I'm just i mean like, i don't know if i'm very i think everything's just, a spectrum but yeah, yeah, yeah i mean i identify as straight okay and you know, even in high school, like I had an interest in fashion, like I yeah. like style mm. and just for that alone, yeah. you know, my interest in fashion was enough for people to be like, oh, you're, you're gay. So yeah. But then instead, but instead of like, like over, but then over, instead of overcompensating in that like jacked SoCal bro way, yeah. I almost like doubled down psychologically where mm. I'd be like, no, like, well, the fact that I'm straight, but I'm into this quote unquote, like effeminate thing, which is fashion. Yeah. In fact, that makes me the most straight because I have nothing to prove. Like I'm comfortable like with my interests in mm. this thing and people are like, mm, no, that's gay. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like so, yeah. It's just like, I feel like it's so fucked up that, um, I guess the reason I bring it up is because yeah. I see a lot of Asian men have a lot i'm not saying that all of them or whatever i see a lot of like homophobia For in, the, sure. asian in the asian community especially with asian men because it's like a retaliation against them having been bullied for something yeah. they felt really insecure about yeah and so then you see a lot of homophobia in asian communities yeah. towards other people that are gay yeah which is you know like really uh unfortunate but it, it does have a lot to do with race and how asian people are seen in america because yeah. white people were using that against asian men yeah. because homophobia is such a big part of white american culture yeah. too. they're and being like yeah. fuck you guys you're gay like yeah that. it's a combination really of like the word gay mm -hmm. meaning in our culture bad and also being weak. feminine yeah feminine being and synonymous misogyny. with weak yeah and yeah. like and so that's something that yeah that i see in a lot of straight a or just like asian people they're like yeah they feel like they have to be like to disprove that when it's like it's you know feminine is good it's not bad Gay is not like that's in the in like that's a problematic viewpoint in the first place yeah you know? and it's it is tied to our our race of being asian people and white people using that against asian yes. men yes. to right. rob right. them yeah. of their masculinity sure. to make them weak to make them like less desirable in our white supremacist culture yeah are there, are there like challenges or stereotypes like that are directed towards Asian men in the gay community? Um, oh, I'm not, yes. Yeah. yeah. Rice queens. Yeah, rice queens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they're real and they're here. So what's a, what's a rice queen? A rice queen is a, um, is a white gay man who like is just kind of obsessed with just Asians and oh. uh, Asian men and a lot of, yeah, the, like we were talking about stereotypes like in the gay community like in the gay community like there's so many on grinder there's so many things that people put up they're like no asians yeah and they're it's just openly ra like we've it's just I've openly heard of yeah openly racist like on completely grinder. openly some of the most racist openly racist people i've met are white gay men who are just mm. they not just like sexually like you see that on grinder and you sure. like you see it but then like there's some actually there's like, like actually like someone racism. I was like at a gay club and they like talked they were like you know like they said like something so racist to me about like Japanese internment or like something and it's yeah. like you 
I, I, I'm like in this constant state of frustration because like a lot of Asian spaces like are homophobic and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, fuck, I, I guess I can't. And then like a lot of queer spaces are just like racist. whitewashed and racist. And yeah. it's like, God damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. And I know this is like a big thing in like the queer community when there's like cis white gay men yeah. that they're openly transphobic yeah, or homo- transphobic, homophobic. Even homophobic and racist because yeah. they are white they cis are men. white cis, cis men, men when it comes but just because they're it. gay they think they have this like they have this like this card yeah whether they say can whatever like, the fuck they want and then they're like if you say anything to them you're like well i'm gay i have that heart yeah and exactly you're i'm gay can't. too yeah okay, and you're like no yeah. you are literally a white supremacist yeah. white wow. man exactly you can't yeah. like you can't you know spew other rate you your other privileges and no. racism because because you have this thing you still are there are there, you still have privileges yeah it's you're a, still it's like a it's like a mixed bag of privileges and you have to like be aware of it exactly but i know that's like a big problem in the queer community for right? sure yeah. for sure sucks that's that sucks that you feel you know discomfort in the asian communities yeah and then discomfort in the queer exactly. communities too yeah. yeah oh we were taught we were hanging out with we a were bunch hanging of asian out okay people. yeah we were we were at karaoke very drunk karaoke yeah with a bunch of asian <laughs> yeah comics. with a bunch of asian comics yeah. and it was like they're so straight they were i was like yay asians but then i was like i was like i want someone to do a death drop i want someone <laughs> where are my queers and yeah. then young me and i were like clinging on to each we're other we're like in the corner yeah <laughs> 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 we were just like yeah and then they were like and it was now so straight yeah it was very yeah. very straight they, they did mr brightside and we were like mr Brightside, a very straight karaoke song. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Brian's like, that's my favorite karaoke. That's, song. I'm pretty sure I sung that when we did I, karaoke. I okay. love Mr. Okay, I'm, okay, yeah, no, I'm not joking. A, I love Mr. Brightside. Song. No, it's, it's a, a great song. song. <laughs> it's a good Banger. song. But I did. It's not try Jesus to... holds me in his muscular arms, exactly. but you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not like you know God's a top, but. <laughs> I did want to put on. I was honestly planning on singing "Wicked" to just kind of yes. like you know shake Why the not? shake the Asian bros. I was like, let's put on "Wicked." I, yeah, I have to say, like, just touching on the thing about you. I mean, you sound sound like your family is very accepting, but I yeah. am in the closet with my family. I've never okay. told them. Yeah. yeah, not to make it about me, but I'm just gonna drop yeah, that there, and yeah, then yeah, and then yeah, let's yeah, move yeah. on. Okay. No, but because <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like the same thing about my Korean family. I'm like, they're not gonna fucking get this. Yeah, mm. and they're gonna they're gonna think all these weird fucked up things about me. Yeah, and I don't want to deal. So with for you, that. it's more like it's not even worth the trouble. Yeah, or yeah. Of like bringing like presenting this to them. Right, mm. yeah. but it it f- fucking sucks because it depends on also on who I'm dating because yeah, I do date like straight cis men yeah but then i remember like i was in a relationship with somebody and i was like i could just if it gets serious Mm -hmm. then i can talk to my family but if it i'm just gonna wait until that happens Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it was like a long relationship but yeah that that's all i want to say about that i'm sorry but um it's okay it's not like uh I'm gonna cry in the car after <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> wait, but um, to Robin. <laughs> wait, but okay. So this is like a hard shift. All right, hi. Trigger warning. This is where we begin talking about rape. If you wanna stop, not wanna listen to that, this is probably where you should stop. Yeah, yeah. But you have a show coming up. Yes. And I wanted to discuss it because yeah. I feel like this is very important yeah. but it is a very intense topic mm-hmm. yeah um so you have a show coming up yeah on february 29th yes, february 29th and it's called, called ra- yeah rape. Uh, rape victims are horny too sorry yeah, yeah. it's called <laughs> yeah rape victims are horny too yes <laughs> so you know with with the title of the show yeah 
So yeah, I yeah I'm a victim of rape, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, writing the show with my friend um, Kelly Bachman, and we we were we're writing about our experiences, kind of um, healing from trauma, trying to heal from the trauma, you know, kind of how it manifests itself in our lives today, and like kind of. Um, navigate that experience and in writing uh, yeah because when so I was raped in college when I was 19 Mm. and after I think I just didn't even know like I couldn't I didn't put a word I didn't put a label to it at Mm -hmm. first I was just like Mm. oh that was just like kind of a a crazy experience whatever I'll just kind of shake it off and that was nothing right Um, but I just like in like dealing with that it felt very lonely mm-hmm. and i felt like um i didn't really see in the queer com- i didn't know like any gay people that it's happened to or just any queer people that it's happened to mm. and in writing the show with kelly it's like when we were talking about like the experiences like telling people and then they're like oh what that like psh, nothing happens you like kind of when like mm. We share experiences of like people like bel- like belittling your trauma and like what um, the shared experiences of like um, triggers and like kind of talking like it's been really um, cathartic in a way to like know right. someone else um, experience the same things that that you're going through. Right. Yeah. So I find it very interesting because mm-hmm. I feel like like what you just said in the queer community yeah. i feel like rape um, in within the community is like not really talked about it's not. i feel like rape yeah. in general is never really talked about but when you hear about it it's very much straight cis man rapes straight cis woman yeah. number yeah. one yeah 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 and then also nobody believes the women anyway so yeah. uh but then also you i feel like you never hear from male victims Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. also something that you literally never yeah. hear about, whether they're queer or gay or straight. Yeah, it's just like so taboo. Exactly. Um. Also, oh, I just wanted to mention Kelly Bachman is mm-hmm. the person that recently went viral for standing uh-huh. up to Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just just for our listeners, if you saw that clip where she's a stand-up she, comedian, yeah, and she's also been, I believe, she told me she was raped. Yeah, she's three, three times, times in yeah. her life. Um, and which is unfortunately incredibly common for very, very common. women. Yeah. Um. So I, I found it really fascinating when I heard you were doing that show because of those reasons. Like, yeah. you don't you just never hear from ma- male victims. Yeah. You never hear from people. In, I mean, you do, but not that much people in the queer community. Yeah. And so I think it's really important and amazing yeah. that you're doing that. Thank you. Yeah. And I, w- I was even talking to Kelly about this. Some I remember before I, I did her show rape victims for survivors and i was the only i was the only guy on the lineup Mm. and before i went on stage i got this like terrible imposter syndrome Mm. of of like um of like this kind of like oh my god when you go on stage no one's gonna believe you and like Mm. kind of this yeah kind of like remnants of like the i felt exactly how i felt immediately like after the rape where it was like, you're crazy. Like what the, you're, yeah. you're yeah. having this huge reaction over nothing. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. there was this kind of like imposter syndrome of like, no one's going to believe you. You're, you're going to go on stage. They're going to hate it. They're going to be like, you're like, 
stop like this is for this is not for you're, you you're like taking en- like attention away from the real victims yeah exactly or it's like you're you're like co-opting That's, this thing that yeah. happens but um luckily like the show it went the it it was it was all in my head it was like yeah. in my head yeah. and the show people were so warm and so supportive and i did feel believed and like and I, it was like, oh my god, cool! Like it's like, it was so validating to to be able to do that because, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think a a lot of that comes from maybe just um, not hearing other stories from um, male survivors or queer survivors of uh, of rape. The thing is, if you do bring up your rape story yeah. in real life, yeah, yeah half of the people are exactly. going to deny that it happened. Absolutely. They're going to gaslight you. Rape really? is, that's Absolutely. like, that's just the thing. Like society is so weird about rape and yeah. they're just like, no, you were just drunk. You were having exactly. this. You're the, oh. that. And, and I, the, yeah. And so, you know, it must be very healing to go to a place where, you know, everyone's on the same page. Sure. Probably most of them are rape victims. They know yes, exactly, exactly what you're going through they, and they're not going to wow. gaslight you. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, must they're, feel they're really familiar healing. with those voices. Yeah. Cause they went through it themselves. Yeah, exactly. And there's oh this God. thing in our culture where it's like, some people think it's like rape. The only, like it's only rape if, someone jumps out of the bushes with a and ski then mask. with a ski mask the and then your hand cut. Yeah. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. there's this kind of like, and sometimes that does happen. There's this, like this like textbook version of rape. And then, mm-hmm. but most rape is like, it's not, it's not like this kind of like textbook clear cut, like kind of thing. Yeah. There's this kind of, um, it's like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, yeah. it's not this like, there's sometimes it's your, boyfriend sometimes it's someone who you love yeah sometimes it's someone who everyone is like oh they're a great they would never yeah Yeah. you know there's so many and then there's so many layers and fingers of manipulation that come before the actual act of rape that you don't even know that there's like a lot of like psychological manipulation there's grooming and then by the time it happens you're like oh i fucking i did yeah you're you feel like without realizing that there was like levels to it yeah exactly but i just want to say that how you feel about being raped is because ex- i was also raped mm-hmm. and that's literally exactly how i felt about it i was like yeah. what am i like freaking out over this is a big deal yeah, exactly. for me i was roofied so i don't remember it oh my but my friend saw it and yeah. told me later yeah. And then I was like, I don't even fucking remember it. Like, why do I care? Like, yeah. I can't yeah. I can't be in the same room with these people that literally got raped with a guy at gunpoint. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But then I feel like later on, it was like all came out through therapy. But yeah. I, I feel like an imposter all the time. I'm like, I yeah. can't. I'm not a victim. But it's like this. But it's kind of a defense mechanism. And you're, yeah. right. you're like, you're like saving w- yourself. You're saving yourself from the like pain. A big coping mechanism yeah. is like. That that was nothing. Coping. That was just like that was like a ter- that was like a right. whatever. Yeah, but sucks. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you guys both said, there is a pattern where people will choose to not believe rape survivors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the subject of rape is there's like an inherent taboo in society to even talk about it, mm-hmm. which also makes it difficult to even confide in close friends or even just yeah. to be open about it. They don't yeah. want it to be real. Yeah, right. Oh, but you know what, what you just said, Brian? What's interesting, like yeah. how people deny rape, I feel like that also is their coping mechanism. Sure. Because they can't, mm. like, if I was, you know, like, we're friends, yeah. like, to really think that somebody that I care about ha- has been violated in that way, that's like really, 
hard sure. for me to like process yeah oh i care about dylan and this terrible thing happened like yeah. if i was like so you know people's parents do that that to them a lot yeah. like if that was my child i could just easily be like you were drunk at a party yeah. calm down that's kind that of makes a lot of instead of something yeah instead of having to be like sense. my daughter or son yeah. was re- like that would destroy me yeah. so i feel like a lot of parents react like that too yeah, and they're they, gaslighting just to protect it, then it becomes true yeah, yeah. they true. can't yeah. even yeah. handle it yeah. yeah yeah so i remember when i told my mom at first her the first well i didn't like say i didn't say the but she said her her reaction it was out of love it was like then what what why did you do that st- why why did you let that kind of like kind of like um, victim blame me a little bit but yeah. it's and then I'm like she's like well I mean it could have been so much worse blah 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 kind of like things yeah. of like mm. kind of a w- but I think it, it it's like out of love and trying to like protect me and maybe herself a little bit but yeah. like in a way it's like it it felt like it was like a little victim blamey yeah. yeah and I I felt like um, yeah it made me feel a little alone of course yeah. and yeah, it's just something that's really, yeah, it's like hard to, um, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, but I don't mean to yeah. cry. It's just, I just can't imagine, like, you know, I'm a mom, like, I can't imagine. Like, I know it was hard for me, but I feel like I can fucking deal with it. But just like, if my child told me that, like, that's just so, it's so hard. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm sorry that your mom said that to you, because that's like a very hurtful response. But I also understand, like, being a mom and being like i can't fucking i literally can't fucking process that yeah. you know what i mean yeah. yeah but it's yeah but it also sucks because like that response makes people the victims feel even more alone unfortunately yeah 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 and yeah thank you um through why am i crying harder <laughs> <laughs> this is about me dylan no, please stop no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. um it's just yeah something that luckily like talking more with like working through it in therapy and like other people and like my um parents have become very like kind of support supportive of like and no kind of yeah they um uh they're they're there for me if i kind of um have something to say but uh it was really kind of the real he, I, I think it's talking to other survivors mm. yeah and um that's where it's like they really kind of understand they really yeah and there's know. no gaslighting there's, there's no, no you that didn't happen yeah it's yeah, yeah, must yeah, feel yeah. nice yeah well oh, i'm so excited for your show <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be there oh yeah i know i think it's amazing that yeah. you're doing this show because yeah. it's yeah, I mean it's it's fucking terrible, and I'm so sorry that mm-hmm. you've had to process that and had to go through that. And mm-hmm. ultimately, I think it's it's very brave, and it's just amazing that you're doing this show because hopefully there'll be other people out there who can see it, and it gives yeah. themselves permission to yeah you know process in their own way and feel yeah. a little less alone. And yeah. we're all just gonna have fun. All the rape victims are gonna get crazy together. <laughs> <at the> party. <laughs> we believe each other oh yeah on the dance yeah, floor oh my god we're gonna do ki- we believe karaoke <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do mr Brightside. <laughs> oh my god no <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah here we are here we are um yeah i think that's our time oh yeah right 
Yeah, that's it. Great. Yeah. Um, Dylan, thanks so much for joining us on Feeling Asian and for sharing your experiences with us. Thank you for having me. And uh, for our listeners out there, where can they find your work? Uh, You can uh, follow me on Instagram at DylanAdler underscore and on Twitter at DylanAdler6. I'm psycho on Twitter. And and the show that we were talking about, again, once again, it's called Rape Victims Are Horny 2, February 29th at at Caveat. At Caveat at 7 p.m. And then we have another show March 13th at 7 p.m. Which is a different... It's the the same show. The same show. Okay, great. Awesome. Brian, where can our listeners find you on social media? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Brian Park. And what about you, Young Me? Uh, at Instagram and Twitter at YM Mayor. And on the chaotic streets. <laughs> <laughs> being a hot fucking mess. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 All anyways, right. uh, thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.